Castaways. I'm Sarah. And I'm Kelsey. And in today's episode, we're discussing spirit guides. What are they? Or more importantly, what aren't they? How we get in touch with ours. And we'll also be sharing some of our experiences with our own guides. But first, since we have not seen each other in a week, how was your day? I mean, it was pretty good. The weather was great earlier. So it was. That was nice. We love a little storm. I know. Uh, I just did a lot of stuff around the house, like dishes, mm-hmm. laundry, mm-hmm. organizing. I worked on the pod. Yeah. So that was nice. How was your day? I saw some texts of yours about work, but I didn't really get to dive in because I had to hop in the shower and get that done. (laughs) So how was your day? My day was very busy. Mm. I'm creating an entire lib guide for anyone who wants to know what a lib guide is. It is a literal information page for libraries. Ooh. Mm. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a librarian, in case anyone didn't know. But um, yeah, throwing that together for our open... Not throwing it together. (laughs) (laughs) Just slapping it together. Publishing it. Liz, if you're listening, my boss. I'm very... (laughs) It's just a joke. I'm kidding. (laughs) It's it's just jokes, babe. (laughs) I am very nicely crafting this lib guide for our open house next week for our incoming freshmen. Oh. So... No, it, it was all right. You mentioned you're a librarian. I thought we'd kind of do something mm. to begin. Mm. So it's a quiz. Okay. <laughs> the website is called Lit Joy. <laughs> At first, I was like, oh, lit. <laughs> okay, what is lit? <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> and then I realized it meant like literature, oh, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yeah, I already did mine, and I Ooh. saved my results. So okay. Cool. Ooh, I love quizzes. I know. <laughs> so do I. Um, <laughs> if you were a ghost, which location would you haunt? <gasps> I love it already. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> the little subtext says, mm-hmm. connected to books and authors, these real life allegedly... Ooh. Haunted places would make a delightful home for any literary ghost. <gasps> That's right up my alley. Yeah. All right, so we're on the first page. Okay. I'm just going to read it to you, and then okay. you'll just... Yeah. Cool. All right. Do you scare easily? First, it says, nope, nothing scares me at all. Second, depends on my mood that day. Third, yes, it doesn't take much to freak me out. I would say it depends. Pick a horror author. Ooh. Mary Shelley, mm. H.P. Lovecraft, Shirley Jackson, Bram Stoker, <sighs> Anne Rice, Stephen King. Ooh. Mm. Uh, Shirley Jackson. So many good ones. I know. This one, I might let you peek. Ooh, okay. Because it's photos of houses. What does Ooh. your dream home look like? Mm. One, large and spacious. Okay, that's very nice. Mm-hmm. Number two, quaint cottage. Okay. Number three, sleek and modern. No. It's a little boxy. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, four, ivy-covered brownstone. Ooh, that is nice mm-hmm. also. Mm-hmm. Very aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. Very clean. It's giving very dark academia. Yup. Yup. <laughs> Five, beautiful apartment. This looks very French. Like in the city building that comes to like a point, like a little triangle building. (laughs) Um, Then we have number six, cabin. Looks like it's next to a lake. Okay. Nice. Seven, Seven. hobbit hole. No. Eight, tree house. No. (laughs) Nine, something easy to pack up. No. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with... 
Hmm. Number four, the ivy-covered brownstone. Ooh, cute. Yeah. yeah. Pick a quote. Mm-hmm. In one aspect, yes, I believe in ghosts, but we create them. We haunt ourselves. Interesting. The house smelled musty and damp and a little sweet, as if it were haunted by ghosts of long dead cookies. Oh. Hmm. The people you love become ghosts inside you, and like this, you keep them alive. <laughs> I love that one. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. He believed in magic like a child and in ghosts like a peasant. <laughs> I know. Okay. That one caught me a little too. Yeah. Not where I thought that mm-hmm. was going. Then we have the muses are ghosts and sometimes they come uninvited. Mm-hmm. That one's Stephen King. I haven't been saying who these are by, but that one I just thought I'd say. Stephen King. Yeah. And last but not least... At night, here in the library, the ghosts have voices. Oh, my library has ghost voices. Mm. But I'm going to go with um, the one that said the ghosts are in us with like memories. The people you love become (laughs) ghosts inside of you. And like this, you keep them alive. Yeah. Yeah. That was Robert Montgomery. I love that. Oh, what would your unfinished business be? (laughs) Okay. One, I am afraid of death. I want to stay. No, (laughs) absolutely. No. (laughs) Uh, Two, I will get my revenge. (laughs) Three, I didn't finish my entire to-be-read pile. Mm. (laughs) Actually me. Four. I want to avoid my family in the afterlife. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe. (laughs) Uh, Five. My laundry will never be finished. No. And six. I have someone I need to keep a close eye on. Oh, that's cute. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's the the book one I to haven't finished. But to be read pile. <laughs> In life, people are most likely to find you one at home, probably. two at work, <laughs> probably <laughs> three at school, four on the beach, Ooh. five in the library. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, six on an adventure. Seven, somewhere with good food. Eight, somewhere I can shop. Mm. Tapping into my Leo tendencies. Mm. But I'm going to say um, I want it to be the adventure (laughs) one or the beach one. But realistically, I know it's my house. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, pick an object. Saddle. Okay. (laughs) Teacup, oh, pen, mm. sweater, mm. ticket, okay, <laughs> like one of those uh, arcade tickets. Oh, you know, okay, like, yeah, get it in for a like a play game. Yeah, yeah, uh, ski ball or whatever. Yeah, it wasn't one of those kids. <laughs> no, <though. laughs> either. And candle. Ooh, I'm. Oh God. See, I'm gonna tap into my leo tendencies Mm. now and pick the sweater sweater yeah it's a cozy one i like stripes (laughs) best time to wear a striped sweater (laughs) is all the time (laughs) one with the color that's That's the kind My first priority (laughs) is, one, my family. I'm also very inconsistent with the use of numbers or not on this, but who cares? Okay, so my family. Yeah. My friends. Mm. My pets. Money. Mm. My job. Mm. Having fun. That one. (laughs) Having fun. (laughs) Oh. Mm. 
because I have I have fun with my friends and family. And my friends uh, are really like family anyway. Right. Right, right. Okay, I have your results. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Ooh. You're haunting the House of Death, New York. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> ding, 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 Ooh. ding. <laughs> You've won. <laughs> Okay. Located between 5th and 6th Avenues in Greenwich Village, the House of Death allegedly, allegedly, houses <laughs> some 22 spirits. Some even say the spirit of Mark Twain. <gasps> From 1900 to 1901, Mark Twain lived in the home despite it already having a reputation for being haunted. Ooh. While Twain refused to believe the home was haunted, its other occupants have shared many stories of paranormal and supernatural incidents of hearing loss. Er, hearing <laughs> loss. Hearing, <laughs> hearing <laughs> loss. No. <laughs> so you're gonna come back without one of your senses. Great. No, no, no. <laughs> Um, hearing noises. Okay. <laughs> its other occupants have shared many <laughs> stories of paranormal and supernatural incidents of hearing noises, seeing visions of girls in nightgowns. Of course. Mm, bringing it back to episode one. Yeah. And a general feeling of dread. Oh, oh. that took a turn. <laughs> yeah. It's this nice, beautiful, picturesque brownstone love that it's got a beautiful like teal yeah turquoisey blue door oh it's gorgeous and for all our listeners out there uh the town that sarah and i grew up in um was once home to mark twain he wrote a book there you know maybe we have to go do an investigation a a little ghost hunt i will put this in the notes oh maybe we'll include some information about it in the show notes yeah i did not get the same okay <laughs> i got Ooh. <laughs> i'm haunting edgar Allan poe's baltimore house love that for you <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe's Baltimore home, now a museum, is said to experience a wide range of paranormal activity, while Poe is said to not haunt the... (laughs) (laughs) You heard it here first. (laughs) Said to haunt, while Poe is... Not said to haunt the home himself. There are many reports of visitors feeling physical touch when no one was around. Hmm. Chilling breezes on hot days. That's nice. I know. Very considerate. (laughs) (laughs) Windows and doors opening and closing, as well as voices and footsteps heard in the home. Some stories that Poe allegedly wrote in the home are... Bernie's... Sure. <laughs> King Pest the First and Lionizing. Huh. If you didn't know, now, now you, you know. know. Hey, we could we could probably go there. That's like not too That's far. Not too far. No. That's probably what? Like eight hours? Well, let's see. Uh Edgar Allan Poe. Not Philadelphia. Oh, well, grave. Okay, six, mm. six and a half out. That's all right. Okay. You know, it's, it, it. We could do a little a, cute little overnight. Yeah. Yeah. Someday. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Baltimore. I know. Have you been? To Baltimore? Yeah. I've been through Baltimore. Ah, okay. Parts that at least the part of Baltimore I've been through. Mm-hmm. Parts of that part are nice. Ah. Wow. And that, that's <laughs> as much as I can say about Baltimore. <laughs> hey, shout out to the Orioles, though. My, my uncle is a huge fan. I Ooh. have to hear him complain about them every summer. 
Mm. Have you ever been to Greenwich? I don't think so. I don't think so. Isn't it also Greenwich? (laughs) Greenwich? Is it Greenwich? I think it's Greenwich. Because we have a Greenwich up here. I, but I think in the city, it's Greenwich. Oh, no. It's Greenwich Village. That just occurred to me. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole time, we're like, oh, Greenwich. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm, in my defense, mm-hmm. as you said, mm-hmm. we do have a green upstate Upstate, yeah, in upstate we have a Greenwich, which is very nice. Very true. It's like a cute little, quaint little town. Mm-hmm. Today, Spirit has been so active mm-hmm. in my home. Mm. I've been seeing things all morning, all afternoon. Mm-hmm. Again, I think the storms amp that energy up. I know they do. Yeah, totally. Oh, uh, wow, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I was seeing things like physically, but also in my mind's eye. Yeah. I saw the girl again, but I see her every day. Yeah. And something else, though. I don't know. There's just people mm. here today. Yeah. Saying hello. Yeah. How are you? How you doing? So stay tuned. Yeah. I've got some oolong. <laughs> I, I know you were holding on to that one. <laughs> yeah. With a little stevia in homage to our pal, Morty. Hi, Morty. Yeah, he's getting all the booze because he's a little sweet. Aw. Yeah. Kels, what are you drinking? I'm drinking some mango passion fruit tea. Oh. Yeah. Nothing you know? I can make a ooh pun off of. <laughs> But it's good. <laughs> I even brought your mug out to you, but I didn't. You did. I didn't look to see what you were drinking. Ah, because I wanted to ask you. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Consider it. <laughs> Virgo season, baby. <laughs> we have um, these chocolate chip cookies that I made. <laughs> She has not let me see them yet. (laughs) I feel like I should tell you first that they're supposed to be shaped into little witch hats. Okay. And vampire teeth. Ooh. (laughs) Okay. 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 Um, I mean, there's the impression of vampire teeth and witch hats in the blobs. I used a knife to cut it in when it was hot. (laughs) (laughs) It would work better if it was, though, you know, the, um, the flat sugar cookies. Sugar cookie, yeah. Do you want to hold it up and I'll take a a photo? (laughs) I chose the vampire teeth. Very on brand. Very on brand. Very. Vampires are real. Change my mind. I don't have to because they are. <laughs> and the real question, mm-hmm. if you know, you know. Mm-hmm. Stefan or Damon? It was always Damon for me. Uh, always Stefan for me. Since day one. Since day one. Since day one. Day one. Damon. <laughs> We've been fans. Since day one Since day of one. The Vampire Diaries. And when the show <laughs> premiered, we, every single commercial, would call each other and be like, oh my god, uh-huh. oh my god, uh-huh. and then when, when it would come back on, we'd be like, it's on, and then just hang up. <laughs> it was fall, too. Yeah, it Did came like, out. Did school just start, too? Yes. It was totally prime primo vampire spooky season vibes and we would sit in the back of french class with that notebook that we (laughs) called state of the union because we'd write very important things in there yes 
And we would just write notes about the episode and like what we thought and what exciting things happened and I don't know, fawning over Stefan and Damon. Stefan, always. Here's a question. Elijah or Klaus? (gasps) Elijah. Elijah. It's Klaus for me. (laughs) Elijah. When he rolls up his sleeves before he rips someone's heart out. (laughs) The suits are really nice. (laughs) Big fan, big fan. (laughs) So spirit guides. Yeah. (laughs) Great segue. (laughs) Getting to what we actually came here to talk about. Kels, do you want to open with why we chose the topic of spirit guides for today's episode? Yeah. So both of us, I think probably for at least my entire life, and I'm assuming yours, um, have always felt the presence of them. And we think it's super important to kind of talk about what they are, the distinctions, because there's different guides and deities for different things. Mm -hmm. And I know in both our practices of witchcraft, they're super important. They've also been very active lately yeah mine and yours yeah one of mine has been roaming around here today uh i know that you're pretty close with yours too kels Mm -hmm. so to start let's cover the basics yeah what is a spirit guide what aren't they right i first want to talk about a seance and what that is the mm. basic basics yeah <laughs> a seance essentially is a meeting with intention mm-hmm. within a sacred space yes for <laughs> communication with spirit what's a sacred space to you Kels? i think a sacred space could really be anything mm-hmm. um but typically When you're doing a seance, a sacred space, you ideally would want a room to yourself. Um, And if you don't have a room to yourself, that's fine. A sacred space could be a shelf. It could Mm -hmm. be a bookshelf where you put your crystals and your devotion candles and incense if you want. Um, But to me, a sacred space is your own personal space that you devote to your spirituality your practice where you clear out all the energies routinely so nothing bad can get in there Mm -hmm. and you just set the room up with your intention that this is what i'm doing this Mm -hmm. is what i'm here for this is this room is for my energy and my practice Right, so the biggest thing here is intent. Yes. It could be a shelf, a whole altar, the top of your dresser, whatever you got. Yeah. You could cast a circle. Yes. It could be your entire house if you cast a circle around your whole, it could be your whole property. It really could. Whatever you want. As big as you want to go. Right. There are spirits who keep the peace, essentially, And they are there to maintain a high vibrational state. Mm -hmm. They're the referees, basically. Yeah. And I feel them... So now I'm just talking from personal experience. I feel that it's the the change in atmosphere in the room. Yeah. You just feel it. Yeah. And I'm not going to pretend like I know everything. This right. is my this is personal belief. Very here. personal, yeah. So again, spirit guides teach you necessary lessons. Sometimes you're annoyed with them or they're annoyed with you, but they are with you for every reincarnation. Yeah. And I believe we have many lives, mm-hmm. but That's why they can feel so familiar, even if you've just had your first encounter with one. Right. And 
there's not just one. You have many. Mm-hmm. Some have certain specialties. Mm-hmm. I just met one recently from a specific genre <laughs> of magical workings. Uh, they can come in and out of your life when needed. Mm-hmm. Certain cultures can have guides that may interact with you if you need them. But obviously, we want to remember that closed practices are closed for a reason. And right. you need to respect that. Right. Anyways, I've met many guides. Kels, I know you have too, which will share our experiences. Uh, so more on that to come. What's <laughs> just as important is what they are not. Yeah. Ancestors are those in the spirit realm that we have a blood connection to. They have a vested interest in you as Mm -hmm. you are their lineage. Obviously, personalities can still come into play. Yeah. For example, real quick, my aunt, (laughs) my first circle that I was in, seance, Mm. where everyone received a message, she came out very quick, very clearly. I knew it was her. She was Roman Catholic, and she came out and said, Sarah, you need to go to church more, and that was it. (laughs) Doesn't that Catholic PTSD (laughs) just send a chill down your spine? Uh, Yep. (laughs) Oh, man. But... They obviously love you, and they're your family, but they may guide you along, just like in life, if you had the pleasure of knowing them during your lifetime. You can still obviously interact with ancestors you didn't know. Right. Like your grandfather in the first episode. Exactly. Right. Yeah. On the little Fisher Price recording. Maybe they lived way, way before you. Mm-hmm. They can guide you, but they are not your guides. Right. They're not really assigned to you. It's a totally just different form of spirit. Yep. Guides exist just in the spirit realm. Mm-hmm. Maybe they lived lives like way way long ago maybe it wasn't even on earth maybe maybe right. it was in some other dimension right somewhere that i can't even fathom right <laughs> but spirit is their specialty and you are the topic of interest through all of the lives you've lived they're mm-hmm. they're sort of like adopted spirit parents yeah that's, that's a, a good, good way yeah to say it yeah yeah. Deities, though. And that's something... Completely different. I keep saying. <laughs> it's like totally different. But we're really covering, like, a lot of big things All, here. Right. In very truncated terms. Yes. Like ancestors. They're not your guides. They are gods. Right. <laughs> Taken from the... <clears throat> Merriam-Webster dictionary. Scholarly. Uh, It says gods or goddesses are exalted or revered as supremely good or powerful. Mm. I like that they make the distinction of or. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, there are many different religions and beliefs, of course. And Kels and I each follow differing paths. Yeah. I'm close with a few Greek gods and goddesses, some that are Celtic, mm-hmm. and on occasion will leave something for a couple of Norse gods or goddesses as a sign of respect. Yeah. Uh, there are a few I'm in almost daily contact with, and some we just have occasional meetings together. Yeah. I would call myself uh, pagan, though. So, what about you? Yeah, I would call myself pagan as mm-hmm. well. Um, mostly, who I interact with are the Norse gods and goddesses. Shout out Loki. Mm. He's got a huge claim on me. Trickster. <laughs> mm. But, like you, I, um, I, I'll set out a little wine for Apollo or Athena. Right. Mm-hmm. Here's some bourbon. Right. 
Brothers bourbon? <laughs> of course. Uh, <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, Hecate or Hecate or Hecate. Mm-hmm. However you want to say it, all are correct. Mm-hmm. We're very close. She helped me a lot during my 10 years of grad student. Yeah. Ooh, boy. <laughs> and a few others. Mostly Greeks, though. Yeah. A lot of interactions there. Deities, however, are, are ancient. Ancient. Yeah. V- very ancient. Wise powerful mm-hmm. we are but small little ants mm. compared speck of dust yeah to a deity uh-huh a plaything. <laughs> yeah to say oh oh you gave me some wine yes i suppose i'll make it rain for you <laughs> <laughs> i guess i'll help you get that job <laughs> Back to spirit guides now that we've made all of these distinctions and we know what they are. How can you get in touch with them? To me, it's a healthy relationship with my guides when they feel like a part of my instincts Mm -hmm. or my intuition as if I'm being guided, obviously, or led (laughs) in a certain way. Again, as an artist, this is incredibly helpful with that practice, but also as a singer-songwriter and lyricist, Bridget. Oh, yeah. Has a lot to do with poetry. And, ooh, (laughs) she is so helpful. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, speaking of helpful, it can be just that helpful little voice in your head that has your best interest at heart. Right. Yeah. I mean... Going off, just poetry. Go off. (laughs) Go off, sis. (laughs) But, I mean, Odin and Bragi? If I ever have a writer's block, I'm like, all right, well, Odin doesn't particularly like spirits. Mm. But you leave him a piece of wheat bread, a good little wheat. Wheat. (laughs) That writer's block... So they can Gone. read it and weep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I totally agree. It's the same for me, too. It's just, it's like an intrinsic knowing mm-hmm. of a, a feeling instinct yeah. is the best I can describe it. Yeah. Um, and for me, it feels completely accepting. Mm. Like, I don't feel... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't feel like, oh my God, did I do something Mm -hmm. wrong? Like, it's not that kind of... They'll judge you, but they're not judgy about it. (laughs) Right, exactly. Like, they'll be like, oh, bitch, I don't know about that. Are you sure? (laughs) But they're not going to be like, listen, (laughs) that was terrible. Yes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I, I mean, for me personally... The best way, or I guess the most powerful way that I get in touch with my spirit guides is definitely through meditation. Mm -hmm. And that took me a while to learn how to meditate properly. (laughs) Um, Oh, sure. It's a practice just like anything else. Yeah. And it's hard quieting the mind. Mm. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. But now my Gemini son agreeing. <laughs> Abby, my boyfriend, has a daily practice. Yeah, he always encourages me to read these great books about meditation. Now I have the time. Right. I do meditate, but always looking for more information. Mm-hmm. My f- one of my first experiences, like fully getting into that meditative state i met a guide an aztec guide Mm. which that's a great example of a cultural guide yeah and what that is i think we all have multiple lifetimes yes i agree i have some information about some of my 
past lives. Same. Again, we are both psychic mediums. Right. And through some other avenues. Yeah. <laughs> we're aware. Yeah. And they're not all around where I live now. Right. Right. Many different areas of the world. So there's going to be some associations and some things that lap over. Sure. Perhaps guides can have something to do with that. Yeah. Maybe there was a life that you lived at some point where that was so rooted within your being wherever and whoever Mm -hmm. you were. Right. At that time. Right. That was so crucial. Yeah. But maybe that's what that was. Or within this lifetime, there was just a particular reason why that came out. There's many reasons why someone would have a cultural guide. Yeah. Even if you're just looking for guidance and you actively seek that out within meditation. Right. Maybe, but well, and just one of my thoughts on, yeah, on that. On that. <laughs> but during the meditation with my Aztec guide, right at the end, Thor popped in. Oh. And I was like, what, wow. are, you, what are you doing here? That's quite the little <laughs> mix. It, it certainly was, especially because the setting for that meditation was a tropical island. And here comes six foot five Thor with his red beard yep. and his fur yep. and his goats <laughs> his goats on this white sand beach. And I was like, this is not... Uh, what are you doing here? Right? <laughs> Something doesn't belong. <laughs> my experience, or one of my experiences mm-hmm. that is noteworthy, took place during... A class that I took on intuitive development, and each of these classes sort of had a different topic. We did a really, really beautiful guided meditation led by the instructor. We were already in a protected space, Mm -hmm. opened up with like a non-denominational prayer. Mm. Then entered into a space of white light, a sacred space. Mm -hmm. But when that's provided for you and you just have to sit back and listen. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So there were the typical techniques that you'd see in a guided meditation that are similar to hypnosis. Yeah. Walking either up or down the stairs or Mm -hmm. getting in the elevator to Mm -hmm. go to a different (laughs) level of your consciousness. Yeah. And I was in this warehouse where my guides started to, and it was specifically for spirit guys, Mm. and they started to appear, and this one girl looked like she came straight out of the 80s, Mm. ponytail to the side, like brown hair bangs. (laughs) Jean jacket, your typical 80s gal. Please tell me she had a scrunchie. Yes. No, and yes. that's what I was going to say, and I forgot. So, um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> do, 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 do. We are tuned in. <laughs> I'm in this warehouse, and they all start to show themselves. Mm. Mm-hmm. Then one in particular came out that was just stunning. Mm. Sort of looked like Heracles, the Greek god. But again, it's not a deity. Right. But he's just in this suit of armor, cloaked in this golden light. Mm. Then all of us were greeting each other, saying hello. And then we were just transported to this property that I used to live in the Adirondacks. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking around from this bird's eye view down at my guides, and I knew why I was there. I knew why I was there in that meditation. As an artist, how do I sum this up quickly? <laughs> my whole thesis in like two sentences. Yeah. I go to a lot of places that I've lived, and I dig to collect the land because I've moved 17 times at 29 years old. Mm-hmm. 
totally changed my practice when I entered grad school for my master's of fine art and property. And that property specifically really kickstarted a whole conceptual body of work for me. Yeah. And I was going through grad school at the time doing a lot with that property specifically. Mm -hmm. And it just felt very validating that it was on the right path. Yeah. But everything about the property was the same. It was just like we were all transported there together. I've seen him more, but every time I go to interact with him, I end up meeting someone else. (laughs) Yeah. I've never met the same spirit guide more than once so far. Really? Yeah. It's always somebody different. Wow. Yeah. In one of my experiences through meditation and I know I said I was white and I am but I do have Native American lineage on both sides it's oh, just like, like he does too yeah He's Chippewa and Apache I am a tribe it, card I, uh where's it Michigan yeah okay that's funny because this experience was in Minnesota oh, oh. um but I same thing bird's eye view Mm -hmm. and i kind of like fell in to the area and met one of my spirit guides he was older native american um and this was also around the same time of the launch of the james webb telescope Mm. and i'm super into space exploration in the universe and I do a lot of my work with the universe and I was thinking about different dimensions and how time is not how we view it on this plane and how it happens time is a construct (laughs) we're all just plugged in I'm an Aquarius rising (laughs) time is fake (laughs) oh yeah Kelsey's a Leo sun. Sagittarius moon. Aquarius Aquarius rising. rising. Me. I'm a Gemini Gemini sun. sun. Virgo rising. Cancer Cancer moon. moon. Oh. (laughs) And my boyfriend's a Cancer moon. How cute. We have like lazy Saturdays. That is cute. Lay in bed. Cuddling, watching TV, drinking coffee until like mm, 2 p.m. When we can. Not every Saturday. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) and I don't have a boyfriend, so if anybody wants to hit me up, I'm a Sagittarius moon, so we can do adventures. I'm a Sagittarius moon. I'm a Sagittarius moon. (laughs) Hey, in Minnesota. In Minnesota. (laughs) Hey, if you're a Scorpio, I was told my soulmate's a Scorpio, apparently. (laughs) But yeah, he showed me that that at least my belief was true that time is not linear Mm -hmm. and it's happening all at once. And when I was in the meditative state that I was in, it was as simple as falling into another place in time. They were like bubbles stacked like all around each other. And you could just hop out of one and right into the other. And be in a completely different time period. <laughs> I want to do that. <laughs> it, it was fun. <laughs> Hopping out of one and into the other. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I was, I was in, I'd say like early 1800s, Minnesota plane i don't know if minnesota has planes i've never been there (laughs) but but it was like you know a plane a field i knew it was minnesota because the trees were like the trees we have here like those winter trees oh that you don't get in i'm assuming like arizona evergreens yes oh love yeah. It's one of my favorite parts about winter here. Mm. Ugh, just seeing the trees through It the- is so mm. nice when the snow is freshly fallen before it turns gray. My fave. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was as easy as just hopping up and then seeing the bubbles and then just falling down in another one. And wow. then I was in 
1930s Chicago, which is where a ton of my Polish family settled. So interesting. Yeah. One of my uh, distant cousins went missing when he was nine in Chicago. Really? And they never saw him again. (laughs) Yeah. So the... The door that closed in Jean's house. Oh my god! <laughs> Never saw him again. Bobby? <laughs> Bobby Vishnevsky, was that you? <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, taking it off of the land uh-huh. and into the sea... Ooh, yeah. I had an interaction with a spirit guide, the one who's been popping in and out Mm. today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My first interaction with her, and I don't know if I think that guides need to have names. I feel like that's a very human, like... Yeah. Earthly thing. Yes. But it doesn't hurt to have something to reference them. Right. Yeah. I don't have one for this. Yeah. One in particular, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I was in a class, a different version of the kinds of classes. It was like a, a lab, mm. essentially. We did a spirit guide meditation. Again, I was led in by the instructor. And I was greeted by this badass mm. woman in this swampy, like, boggy, yeah. foggy <laughs> just atmosphere. I don't know. If I had to place where it looked like, I'd say, like, the swamps of, like, New Orleans. I was going to say Louisiana. Yeah. Before a storm rolls in, there's all that fog dancing off the water. And it was so thick. Thick. (laughs) Thick. Thick. It was hard to see her features. And then I started to be able to see this dress that looked... I'd I'd peg it for maybe 1800s. Mm. Corset, Mm -hmm. sleeves, sort of... Thicker on the bottom (laughs) with a a headscarf or like a head head wrap, and we were in a boat, and she was rowing the boat with like a rowboat uh, with two oars, and she was the one moving it, and Mm. I was feeling in the the meditation like the movement of Mm. me floating in the boat on top of the water. It was really surreal. All of my senses were so heightened. Being in a meditation guided by someone that's not something off of YouTube that I've done before that I might be able to anticipate. Not knocking YouTube guided meditations. Not at all. They help. Oh, they do. That's where I started. Yeah. She sort of felt like a cultural guide. Yeah. That there's something that I have to focus on and she's here to help direct me there was a lot of talk about herbs Mm. and tea Mm. and her energy just felt like high priestess like sacred man yeah i was really shocked i thought I was going to have another interaction with the warrior, the the Mm. golden god. Yeah. (laughs) I'm a golden god. (laughs) And I didn't. (laughs) But man, how badass. Oh, she kept calling me my child Mm. and was reaching to hold my shoulders and just tell me things and show me things. But I I really just remember feeling the rocking of the boat. Yeah. And then I ended up getting a message in a seance later on that was almost exactly what she told me. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I just got huge ringing in my ears after Mm. I said that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
Yeah, and then recently I went into a sensory deprivation float tank, and this is nothing new for me. Mm-hmm. And I saw her. I also met a totally different cultural guide, which mm. we'll talk about another time. Yeah. And I saw her again, and it was very clear to me why we were in a boat when I met her at first. Mm. Mm. Ooh, I love the smell of this candle, too. It just feels very beachy, like yeah. sea salty. Yeah. Mm. Sea minerals. Mm-hmm. Again, Gemini sun, air sign. Oh, every time I'm set in a sacred space, I need it to smell a certain way. Yes. And incense are huge for yeah. me. I had the wildest experience like last week mm-hmm. where I was in a meditative state and I experienced. It was almost like I was just an observer, which has never happened to me before. Mm. But I was watching my higher self talk to your higher self. Love that. Right? And the setting was like the cosmos. Like it was just surrounded by galaxies and stars. And I was just floating watching our oh, you gotta get in the tank man i know you gotta get in the tank man <laughs> but i was watching our higher selves just speak to each other and what's funny is that even though we were in space they were sitting at a table drinking tea <gasps> <laughs> with morty sadly no uh, he was there in, in spirit, spirit. oh <laughs> Drinking tea. Love yeah. it. Space. <laughs> They're like little tea. I say little teacups. They were like 10 feet tall. They were... Ma- Us or the teacups? <laughs> yeah, so um, our higher selves were swimming in their teacups. <laughs> our- Taking a dip. And a sip. <laughs> our higher selves were like 10 feet tall. You know that episode of It's Always Sunny where it's like in their imagination. And yes. Their and yes. Frank has hair. <laughs> yeah. And then the camera like goes to someone else and then pulls back out and the shot is much wider so you can see his legs and then all of a sudden he's got legs that are like yes. 10 feet long. <laughs> yeah. That's what I envision <laughs> when you just said that. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't like that. <laughs> right. That's hilarious. I know, isn't it? <laughs> but no, it was just whenever I see my higher self, I know that it's me, but it doesn't look anything physically like I do now. Yeah. Um, Not like a past life version of yourself might. And yeah, and she's always, maybe it's because I'm five foot tall, but she's always large. <laughs> Model legs. Mm. Want them? Don't have them. My higher self, though. Yep. <laughs> Strutting she down knows. those galaxy runways. <laughs> Model. But. And and for some reason, she always has, like, she's transparent, but she has this, like, purple glow. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, like an aura. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. But, and, like, I I knew. So divine. Yeah. And I knew she was talking to your higher self, Mm. even though it didn't look like you either it felt like but me. it felt like you mm-hmm. yeah completely your like at, knew. yeah at your most evolved self mm-hmm. and they were talking about moving and <laughs> my higher self was like i don't know like this is gonna be massive because they were talking about moving to the west coast <sighs> Like California, Nevada, like Nevada, Nevada. <laughs> but I was like, I don't know. Like that's gonna be huge. And you were like, it's gonna be fine. Mm. This is what's needed. 
this is where their path is leading. And I was just like, I know, I know it's what's needed, but it's just going to be so hard. (laughs) So, hey, maybe, maybe we're moving to the West Coast at some point. In some universe, we got, we got it all together. Yeah, (laughs) clearly. (laughs) Just not this one. Yet. Yet. Wait, yes, I do. Manifest that. Yeah, exactly. It's already mine. I was going to say, we already do. (laughs) It's already mine. (laughs) It's mine and no one else's. Yes. Yeah. There's something I want to read from. Oh, I loved this. I was doing some research earlier. And this book, this Mama Jamma, it's the Tashin Book of Symbols. And this was huge in grad school for me. Mm. It is just so important to my being yeah so there's a section about mythical beings Ooh. i know i know <laughs> and there's one on the witch Ooh. so nature in its occult aspect the craftly uncanniness behind the semblance of things is embodied in the witch mm. she creates illusions is a caster of spells a mistress of disguise. She baffles, confounds, veils, and unveils her beautiful, enchanting, hideous, poisonous, magical, sexual, and deathly secrets. Witches in ancient Thessaly used to ritually draw down the moon to obtain from its rays subtle and malignant powers. The witch's crystal ball Circular cauldron and magic mirror are emblems of her lunar eye. She sees with second sight, meditating sacred realities inaccessible to conventional faculties of perception. The witch communes with the dead, looks into the past, foretells the future, though she may tell it in riddles. Mm. As a cultural form and psychic factor, she is priestess, medium, sibyl, necromancer sorceress Mm. herbalist healer and midwife mythically she inhabits the densest part of the forest the secret wells gloomy hollows and isolated byways associating her with marginal suspect and auspicious territories of experience i love that i know also, the entire time you read that, intense ringing in my right ear. Wow. Uh, isn't that the ideal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I read that and I thought that would be a wonderful thing to end on. Yeah. Because we are the castaways and I saw casting of spells and I was like, oh, that's it. It's done. It's in. It's us. It's written in the notes. <laughs> Yeah, and tonight, what are we doing tonight? We got, I got an art show Yeah, at the Arts Center in town. A fun yeah. little pop-up. There's poetry, a bunch of different artists. There's a DJ. There's a little pop-up bar. I'm really excited. It's our city's like night out, so mm-hmm. there's a ton of art around. There's a bunch of different stuff I want to check out. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Fun stuff. Fun, fun, little- fun, fun. <laughs> Fun little Friday night <laughs> on the town. Mm. Usually, <laughs> we'd be sitting our asses on the couch eating anything and everything. Mac you can and cheese. Just chocolate, for it. Binging. Destination <laughs> fear. <laughs> oh, I wish we had seltzer on tap because we got to get up every like 10 minutes. Like, yo, we want a seltzer. Oh, I always want a seltzer. Hook up an IV. <laughs> Put it in the bloodstream. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a time. It's a time. It's a fun time. Oh, spooky season. Oh, is always in full effect. Oh, I live in spooky season every day. Every day is spooky season. Yes, but I love spooky season. But yeah, it is the Uh. most wonderful time of the year. (laughs) Oh, it's like if you sang, it's the most wonderful time of the year, but in minor key. (laughs) Oh. Oh. And on that note, yeah. Oh, I'm Sarah. 
And I've been Kelsey. <laughs> I've been her this whole time. <laughs> In and this mortally coil. <laughs> In this meat suit. In this lifetime, I'm Sarah. In, yeah. In this lifetime, Fine. I am Kelsey moving the skeleton mech suit. And together, <laughs> we're, we're the, the castaways. castaways. got to show people on Instagram that I have a life. <laughs> we do things. <laughs> we exist. For my fake almost 600 followers because I got hacked. 